we got to talk about this this morning. We got to talk about this. Let me let this roll and um, to explain the situation. And I'm going to chop it up. This is unbelievable. Unfreaking believable. Excuse my French this early in the morning, but we got to talk about this, y'all. Officials discovered an intimate relationship between a sheriff's deputy and an inmate. Investigators saw video of inappropriate behavior on a cell phone they confiscated in a shakedown. And after hearing the audio, they have reason to believe the activity had gone on for a while. Fox 5 more stays is outside the Fulton County Jail with new images, Morse, from the investigation. We've learned there are two video clips of this inappropriate, intimate relationship. Sheriff Pat Labatt says his officer broke the law. When Fox 5 reviewed court documents, investigators described confiscated cell phones and what was discovered on some of them. In the case of Officer Kawana Jenkins, this video shot by an inmate inside a supervisor's office. In the newly revealed sequence, the video shows inmates saying, give them to me, give them to me. As said, D.O. Jenkins gave inmate a set of Cardi glasses while licking and kissing on his right cheek facial area. The expensive designer item apparently referenced in a myriad of charges filed against the officer. No gifts permitted. On Wednesday, we reported on another clip. The courthouse document account of the inmate, this time only his hand visible, sticking their left hand pointing finger into the mouth of D.O. Jenkins in a sexual manner. Sheriff Pat Labatt terminated Ms. Jenkins. He wrote, the actions of this one individual are certainly not a reflection of the men and women of the Fulton County Sheriff's Office. The vast majority of employees are to be commended for their integrity commitment to service, and the work they do day in and day out. The young lady was compromised, and I hope that she can get the help that she needs, but it definitely needs to be away from the sheriff's office. A retired sheriff supervisor, Charles Ramble, points out something that goes beyond the racy video account. Potential danger from the officer letting her guard down. Look at what else was pulled out of maximum security floor during the late January raid that produced so many banned cell phones. 11 banned cell phones. Now, retired Lieutenant Rambo says when protocol is broken like this, potentially it puts every staff member in jeopardy. From Northwest Atlanta, I'm Morse Diggs, Fox 5 News. So here we go. Oh my God. It's um what I do when I wake up in the morning. But I had to talk about this. And I promised everybody else we do more shows. So here we go. Let's get the screen straight and let's cook. All right, everything's good. Everything's looking good. Well, over on the East Coast, it's gotta be what time time now? 619 and like I said, for me, it's about 10, 19, so I have a little time to be up. I'm usually sleeping at this time, still have to be up late. Kimberly Calhoun, how are you? New member, thank you so much. I'm just seeing the chat room right now. Atlanta Light, let me see this here. Let me just highlight these comments. So this clip of the day, her man told her, shut up. <laughs> Unbelievable. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Kimberly, for being a member. Yeah. Oh, wrong one. Okay. I don't know if she had a man or the man that she had was in actual actual uh, jail with her there. This is not going to be long. This is going to be one of many of the short sneakers that I do live in Roma before 10 o'clock or actually 6 o'clock shows that I do on the East Coast. But what's wrong with these women? When I say what's wrong with these women, this is not the first time it happened. This has happened numerous times, countless times, I'd say. And I would say that this is not a reflection on the majority of our sisters who work with the incarcerated. I hate to say the word envy, but I have to say it for this particular segment. But from what I found from personal experience, because I've worked in more than one correctional facility myself, and it's definitely some type of attraction that these types of women have for men who are locked down. I'm talking about in life now, what I've seen, and I don't have statistics to tell you, you know. Um, exactly, Kimberly, right. Answer that I see you on Facebook, come on into Lanfear on YouTube, the vibe of the people in that chat room. But yeah, it's crazy. It's a psychological thing. I don't know this woman, but I've known women like her. And I've known women like her who have done things with inmates, but it was never discovered. This situation came out from cell phone footage that I'm saying is that she got busted with this, but they had, what, 18 cell phones, 11 or 18 cell phones found, shanks and different things. They made the shanks in the jail or prison. But the cell phones are obviously brought in from the outside. So she's not the only one who's getting down dirt. She's not the only one, right? So I find that on a psychological level, there are people who go after these jobs because it's easy work for them. So some of the women, mind you, only speaking on some of the women who take these jobs. A lot of them, you know, they talk the talk and everything, but they're not going to waste their bread and butter and waste their money uh, making good money relatively. It depends on where you work and where you live and cost of living. But there are many hood mentality females, right? Um, well, we can put a number on it, uh, Maurice Martin. Um, you flash a comment. Yeah, you can put a number on it, but I wouldn't say 90%. Man, you can call me and let me know what facility that is. It's, it's a free for all. I'm not going to say it's one out of a hundred. There's a lot of flirting going on. There's a lot of sexual tension going on. There are a lot of men who are locked up who it's a game for them. They're not going to just get at you right away. This female probably could have resisted for a while and he broke it down. And I've seen many guys break female officers down break especially the nurses down. If you have any experience uh, working in corrections or around corrections, the nurses, they get it back. You know, in there, and I'm going to subject to break it down and come back around to this one. You're a nurse, you have a caring heart. You want to take care of. When somebody's in pain, it's not just a job for you. You go over and above. I've seen nurses personally some who have flirted with me, some who have flirted with inmates, and who have had relationships with inmates outside of their incarceration after the time is up. It shows 
that they were involved with that. This is human interaction. This is not just a corrections thing, right? With corrections, there's a bigger risk involved. There's a bigger risk involved. And like they said, you know, for her to bring down and to give gifts to this man and, you know, to have a sexual relationship with this guy puts everybody at risk, right? But we know that, I would say, in damn near all the facilities, right? And this is one thing I would say, damn, you know, but in all the facilities, there's some type of sexual interaction between the staff and the officers. It's crazy because, see, you got to understand on a spiritual level, when you go to a jail or a prison, there's a lot of depression. There's a lot of time. Many people who are outside of uh, uh, working with the incarcerated, they think it's like a movie, that everything fits into one hour or two hours on a documentary or a movie. Where as soon as you get in there, there's stabbings, there's rape, there's killings, there's bribes going on, there's all kind of scandals going on, and it fits perfectly in an hour. There's a lot of dead time where things are not happening when you work in jails and prisons. A lot of dead time to think. A lot of times to look to the newspaper and say, okay, when I get my check next week for the next two weeks, I'm going to buy this, I'm going to buy that. You're sitting in with these things, you're talking with them. You have to deal with them. But if there's a line you don't cross, and see what happens is if you're lonely at home or you have a void inside of you, this guy is telling you how nice you hate him looking, giving the mean look face. After a while, he's gonna catch you on one of those days where you're a little more open, a little more vulnerable to opening up. And once he has you, he may not move in so hard, he knows he has you. The next day he's gonna take his time to on your mind. This is the way it happens. We all have different moves that we go into work with, and sometimes more open than others. They're all day and they're all night. I don't know whether it's an eight-hour uh, facility or a 12-hour facility, but it's routine. You know how your day is going to go. It's pretty much boring. Let the, let the inmates go see their lawyer. Lawyer, feed the food three times a day, depending on your shift, right? So there's a lot of things that go on routine. You got to go to the nurse. You got to this. You got to go to court. You got to get shackled up. You get taken out of the facility. Routine stuff. Take them out in the yard. So you're talking with the other officers. This is how a lot of affairs happen with other officers, right? But then you're also there with the inmates. And you're a woman. You have feelings. You may have desires. But it should cut at a certain point. But after a while, your mind starts to go even deeper. And they know good and damn well what their meal ticket is. They're going to use you. Then they know they can break you down. They're going to use you to bring things in. And they're going to try to set up a thing where they can put you outside. They're just using you. So now you get crazy. You're looking at these guys overnight. I don't know if it's an overnight shift, but inside a jail or a prison, it's always the same. You can see sunlight through the windows, but inside, it's always the same lighting, always the same routine stuff. And if you don't have anything going on in the outside world, well, guess what? You're going to start thinking, oh man, that's pretty good. Okay, these are working out. He's giving you compliments. You're fantasizing about certain scenarios. But with these women like this, there's something wrong with them. There's definitely something wrong with them. And a lot of these women that go in there, a lot, I don't know the numbers, but a lot of them have the hood rat mentality. And those are the kind of men they would date. Those are the kind of men that they would get with. You understand? So um, let me cut this other video out. I don't know if you were hearing the sound in the background or what. But a lot of them, they're in the element. 
These are the guys that they would date and marry and get with and have babies with. Let's face the facts. I've seen it. Not all of them, but some of them and too many of them. So that's the recipe for disaster. But this woman, she looked like she had her mind. Let me go pull up the battery again so you can see her face. You don't need to see, see me. You need to see her. <laughs> it's her face, right? Boom, here we go. Look at her. I mean, she probably looks like one of her parents and probably they all look alike, but that's something about that picture. Something about that picture. And that's a mugshot. And to me, it's like, what did I do wrong? You know what I mean? And over here, you saw the video, and there are more videos floating around. Now, what kind of what kind of what kind of message are you trying to send to, to this guy standing in front of you when he's putting his finger in your mouth? You, you, you don't mind that his finger might have been scratching his nuts because you probably had his nuts in your mouth. All right? Let's be real. There's a lot of extra time. And you're going in there. You have nothing else going on. You've got a hood rat mentality. So these guys kings to you. These guys are the epitome of what you deal with. you got to understand. And there's a lot of temptation in there, even for the folks who are not thinking that way, because it's an overwhelming feel when you get in there. You average out if you don't be careful. You will average out with the mentality of the people who are there, inmates or the SEALs. But in most facilities, from what I've heard and from what I've seen personally, it's like there's so much sex going on anyway. A lot of these inmates watch and they hear other SEALs talking about it and they know what's going on. Come on now. All over the country, you've seen it. And sometimes when they look to highlight a story like this, it's only because there's nothing else to talk about. If somebody dropped a nuclear bomb somewhere or some big scandal with Donald Trump or something, you probably never hear about this story. But this is happening every single day. If you search for it, if you go to the local news platforms and search for these types of stories in law enforcement, there's always some inappropriate behavior happening, always. How about the white girl and I forgot what state it was in. The white girl who was going, police officer, white police officer, young white female police officer running through so many guys that were police officers. I can't see the whole force or the whole, the whole place. No. But I think it was like seven or eight different ones, a lot of them black. Married, had their families, but this little white girl got to them. What is it about the, the tensions of this job? Aside from the pre-existing mental issues that some of these people have, and you have to take a psychological exam before you get these jobs, right? So it's not stringent enough, right? We have to look at what's going on. But this woman with the women, she probably would have did okay with the women. Maybe, maybe if she was working with ladies who were incarcerated, she could have been carpet munching. Who knows? We just don't know. And these jobs are desperate to get people, desperate to get people because of the backgrounds that many of us have or the, or the drug convictions or something catching our system, whatever, a lot of times we're not too different than the guys that are locked up. And I'm not make, making fun of the brothers who are locked up. Those who did what they did, whatever they did to get in there, they deserve it. There are a lot of innocent brothers in there, but you gotta understand, there's a lot of common in there. And they have nothing but time to study you. You gotta understand when you work on a post in a certain area, if you're rotating, it's a different thing. 
but not, that doesn't happen all the time for every officer. You want to know your area. You want to know who's who's stationed by you, who's there. So it's better you stay in one area. But you don't understand. If you're on the phone at the computer desk, wherever it is, and whatever proximity it is to where the cells are, what you have to always have a view, then I'll put you away where you can't see what's going on in the unit. So they're going to listen in. So you may have another CEO who is on a break, who comes to your area. It might be you and another person or three people all together, depending on the custody level and what they designate. And that person can't come by and say, how you doing, girl? Did you get your car back from the shop yet? I didn't know that uh, uh, Alexis is messed up like that. I was quite surprised. You just got the car. Now she done blurted it, blurted it out. And everybody in the unit, or even if it's just one who hears that, who might be cuffed, might be brought in by that one officer as a movement officer. They all know that you have a Lexus. Now when they're in the window looking at the parking lot, they can kind of figure out the car that's parked over there. Now somebody else might call you on the phone, or you might be on your cell phone, they allow cell phones, which I doubt. They really don't. So if you're on the regular phone to an outside line, you may have a little argument with the person that you're dealing with and you live with them or they live with you and you live in a certain complex and you turn around and say, you know what? I can't stand a, a, a living over there by Orange uh, Grove Gardens, if that was the name of your apartment complex. I got to move out of there. There's too many thugs in there. I can't stand it. And you don't say it too loud, but now they know where you live. You see what I mean? So after about two months, they already have a lot of intel on you. And if there's an inmate there who knows you from school or knows you from a job or knows you from living near you or grew up with you all your business is all out in the open if you didn't get along with them they're going to tell everything not only everything everything okay so that's how that works so there is some kind of connection but when you have women who come in there who a psychological uh uh exam or test is not going to tell what character they have. It's not going to tell what they're capable of doing. So you're always going to have these types of things. There's always going to be a certain percentage of the type of thing going on. Always, always. Let me see this. Uh, going viral and taking pictures of food to put on various social media sites, spending other people's money and sex. That's all they care about. I agree. I agree. I agree. And social media has exposed so much, it exposed the situation more so. But you're going to take video on a cell phone and they find it? Somebody had to tell? She didn't just hand this over. This been going on. Let me tell you something. I won't say where, but <laughs> in facilities, and tell me if I'm wrong, there are so many people that are having sex with inmates. There's so many places that you can take an inmate in a facility. I know a dude who would prearrange that the inmate gets sick on his shift or the day that he knew he was going to be a movement officer. And he would take this inmate, a male inmate, with a male CO, and take it into one of the storage rooms or one of the areas where there are all the vents behind the unit. And the officers in that next unit knew what he was going in there to do. 
he was going in there to have sex with another inmate and bring him out in time and have everybody else cover him on the radio if anybody called him as a movement officer. They're female SEALs giving head to inmates, having sex with inmates on the regular, bringing in drugs, cocaine, marijuana, all types of stuff, and getting paid outside by the associates of that inmate who's locked up. And a lot of this stuff because of damage control or worrying about the image, they will not put that out there. If you have a politician who is so caught up in jail and prison reform, and, you know, improving the quality of, of the security of that jail, well, guess what? Something jumps off in the jail. He's going to talk with the person who's over media relations in that jail or prison. He's going to know this is going to make me look bad. You're not putting that story out. This is something I know for a fact. So there are things going on in there every single day. It may not be this every single day where it comes out, but these things happen, 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 happen. We are human beings, and they are human beings. Some are a little more demented than others to not realize what you're putting at risk. But when people get a horn and you got nothing else going on in your life, and you're going into a job and you just you're just so frustrated because you haven't had a member of the opposite sex, or maybe even a member of the same sex if you're into that. There's a lot of inmates in there that I've caught giving each other head, having sex with each other. If you're doing a 30-minute check, they wait for you to do that 30-minute check, and as soon as you turn your back to go back down to your station, they're already, they're already engaged in stuff and taking turns. You can go into a cell, a two-man cell, and have the door rolled open, right? And the smell that you smell lets you know that this is not something normal. You're smelling the next man's anus. It's disgusting, but this stuff that I've experienced. And the gossip that flies around these facilities. So could you imagine, in this particular facility that she worked in, they're going to watch every single YouTube video, read every article, because in corrections, there's always somebody that doesn't like you when you work there. A lot of times you can get along with more than inmates and anything else. Not to say that that's the most uh, pristine thing to aim for, but the bottom line is that it's human nature amplified. People always wonder and are so intrigued about the incarcerated atmosphere. It's the same thing as the streets, except that it's amplified even more so. Whatever you can get in the street, you can get in the prison or the jail, depending on the facility, depending on how tight it is. I'm not saying they're all equally as uh, whether you can permeate what, what they have there as defenses, but with human nature and somebody can get paid off, there's, like I said, there's a lot of people that know what's going on in these prisons and they keep their mouth shut or jails and they keep their mouth shut because they know what's going on. They don't want to get involved. They see it and say, listen, I just want my paycheck and I want to get out of this hell hole. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them. But you see people abusing people, that's when you should open up your mouth. And that happens a lot, too. And those stories don't come out as much. So I hate the fact that it's the system that got caught doing this, but I have to say this happens. And in many facilities, there are more women working in those facilities than men. I've heard a lot of statistics. It's not one statistic for every single jail or prison. But in certain jails that I've been through, 
you know, it's a little bit over 50%, 52%, 53 I like to really research that and look at the percentage these days. And so there's a lot of temptation. I do know that males who are incarcerated respond to females better. Because when you have a, a male CEO who may tell you something to do, that's a man. Man, don't tell me what to do. It's like two bulls going at it. Too much testosterone. When you have a woman, there's a different energy, even if she's acting hard. And if she's trying to come into the job and think she can mother these brothers, she's going to find out the hard way that they can con her and they can use the kind heart against her. This other stuff here, there's no kind heart business. Look at her mouth wide open. She ready to clamp down on something. She ready to give some pleasure, right? So this is something that, okay, as adults, we do our thing. But you see the badge next to her, over the V. She's got a, she's in uniform. So she's in sucking dick in uniform, which it happens a lot in the facilities. It's a, it's, it's, it's a housing for every foul spirit. I'm telling you, I know this. The gossip, the envy, the jealousy, the secrecy. It seems like, and I'm going to say this, I'm going to sign off. It seems like in these facilities, I ain't going to lie. And those who have worked there, you can tell me. To me, it's like they're worse. They're worse than the guys that are locked up. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Please tell me I'm wrong. It's so much to talk about. I want to see what's going on in the comments section after this is over and in the uh, chat room. I'm going to sign off. This is a, just a short one. We're going to be back at 6 o'clock. PM tonight, East Coast time, and we're going to have a long one. I don't know exactly what we're going to talk about, but between now and then, I know there's going to be a whole lot of things and opportunities to talk about something. Lance Gerv signing out. Like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for tuning in, and have a wonderful day.